Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University. Welcome to the Echo Podcast, the podcast where we talk about faith and life questions that young adults and really just people in general are facing, which I'm glad about because it means that young adults aren't some weird alien species that uh, live in a box and only deal with our issues in an isolated way. But it means that we can actually talk with people from other generations and learn together and, and come to truth together. So um, I'm thankful for the fact that whenever we do talk about this, and this is geared towards young adults, but it's something that everyone tends to relate to and have experience with. And today I'm joined uh, by two wonderful human beings, Tim and Maria, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So uh, Tim, let's start with you. All right. Uh, I'm a Canadian. That's the most important thing, right? Yes. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. I've also worked as a teacher for 20 years and uh, uh, 12 for the <laughs> the last 12 has been as a pastor. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So. And then Maria, what about you? I'm Maria. I was born in Ukraine, but I've lived in Charlotte for 20 years. Um, and I'm actually one of the connection group leaders that we have at our church, Pursuit Worship, um, that we started here in Charlotte. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Nice. So I'm excited about this because I, I'm very passionate about small groups. Clearly, you have some experience here, too, with small groups, and I, I imagine some outside of just Pursuit and, and the connection mm-hmm. groups. Um, and as a pastor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and there are many pastors who pastor churches that you can just consider the whole church a small group, too. Um, but small groups is an interesting topic because I think there's a lot of misinformation about them. I think there's a lot of misapplication and, mis- and, and misunderstanding. But I also think that um, in many cases we've tried to you know, artificially create them and, 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 and emphasize the wrong part of the, like the purpose of them. And so... Um, I'm excited to to talk about it today from kind of just our own experiences and yeah. and our own opinions here. So this isn't like some official. It's not like we have a fundamental belief on small groups. So um, <laughs> that makes this that makes that takes some pressure off. We can disagree yeah. um, without it. With you know with some safety. But um, what? Um, let's start with this. What? What? Are, so with the connection group, for example, what? What is? What are some experiences with small groups that you have, or experience with small group that you have? And like, talk to us a little bit about the connection group and anything else you've kind of been involved with along that lines? Okay, so I've been part of home groups before um, where we would just get together um, as a group of people and we have food beforehand, we have, you know, conversation, it's a great time, then we, you know, we get into our prayer and into our study. Um, And in those home groups, it was always just, you know, many different people of all ages. Um, So you had, you know, your middle-aged people, your old people, your teenagers, um, and everyone's kind of there together. And while that was cool and all, you know, um, there were some like younger people there that were like, maybe they shouldn't have been part of that group. Maybe they should have been part of a group that was more like their age to talk about maybe topics more relevant to them. Not Mm -hmm. that the topics in those home groups weren't important, you know, because we all need to know about the Bible and different things like that. Um, But sometimes they get into these really, you know, deep topics where some of the teenagers were just kind of like looking around, (laughs) you know, the room, like, uh, like, you know, looking at the time, checking their phone and. Um, And then as far as like our connection groups that we do at Pursuit, like, you know, there's still sometimes like, you know, the age gaps, um, but it is more centered towards young adults and youth. um, And they're a bit smaller. We try to keep our groups under 10 people. 
um, so that everybody's able to participate. While I'm a leader, um, I try to have everybody be a leader. So I ask the questions, but I try to get people to talk more than I talk. If people talk more than I talk, then I think I did my job. Oh, good. You know, to get well, them think. Well, you're think. here to talk, so yeah. um, don't <laughs> don't apply that to this small group because um, I do want to hear your opinions too. But no, that's. Um, I, I think smaller is better in many in many cases. Too small means it's awkward, um, but too big and the people and people just shut down or they they, they, they recoil and retreat. Mm-hmm. And so you know, ten around ten or twelve tends to be like the balance, the ideal balance point for for small groups. Anything um, lower than I would say like six is where you start getting really awkward conversations and like um, forced I, things I, to. I don't know if I agree with that. It it uh, really to me some of the most valuable, powerful things that happen are small groups within small groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, as, as the safety, sorry, as the number goes down, usually the safety goes up. Yeah. And so you can dig into really heart issues, mm-hmm. sometimes only with a few people. Yeah. Whereas well, as soon as you get to 10 or 12, you're more, you're moving surface. Yeah. Well, and, and so part of, part of why I say the number, like as it gets down, it gets awkward is, because within small groups, we tend to artificially start them. And so when yeah. you're meeting mm-hmm. with a random group of strangers, it's yeah. harder. The surface level at 10 or 12 tends to help people acclimate better. Yeah. So I, you're right, yeah. 100% right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just failed to mention my co- the context that I meant today. No, I totally get it. <laughs> um, so thank you for that. No, th- really, thank you for that. that that's super helpful. So, um, And Tim, what, what's the experience with small groups that you have? Or... Oh, I, I've done a lot. When I was uh, teaching in academy, I was also the chaplain of the high school, and we used small groups extensively one night a week. And uh, the kids, uh, the academy kids, were br- down to 10, 12 kids a group. They'd have a small group leader and assistant. And so I was kind of the resource guy that got anything they needed so that they could do something as a group. And one thing about small groups that I think we miss, uh, we, we just miss, is that we want it to have a curriculum and we want it to have a schedule and we want it to have an agenda. Mm-hmm. And I think those three things kill small groups. A yeah. small group is going to happen when people come together. And I don't mean just being in the same space. I'm talking about where the safety increases and that takes time, where the interest is uh, also focused and that takes uh that the people are interested in the same things. And then uh, the topics and the interests, those are going to naturally come out of the conversations. Yeah. People I, are going to naturally share their journey, and that's going to just spark the 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 magic, if you want to yes. use it. Um, I would agree 100%. I think... Um, I think we, we start to fail and miss the point when we try to institutionalize or systemize small groups... Yeah. Um, to the point of, you know, they do become artificial. And and um, now for a lot of people, the kind of the opportunity to join a small group, too, and knowing that that's what that purpose is, does help people who are fi- trying to find something specific or meet together for a specific purpose. Like there's space for the systemized small yes. group. Don't get me <laughs> yes. wrong. I'm not bashing mm-hmm. them. Um, it, the problem comes when we think that's the only way to have a small group. Yeah. Um, when one of the, the big things that I've had to learn in my life and I train high school students in small group leadership every year at different events. Um, I have my own curriculum that I've trained in leadership for. 
um, as well as teaching under others' curriculums for specifically leadership, not necessarily like actually running the small group. But um, and I've done that for over a decade, and I've led small groups. I've I've you know been a part of ones that were successful, ones that were awkward and shut down, things <laughs> like that. And yeah. um, the biggest thing for me in my life has been learning that. Um, my friends can be like just the people close to me can be the small group. Yeah. And while in my church community, I do need to create community within my you know church, but I have friends that don't go to my church and I need to be able to pray with them. I need to be mm-hmm. able to talk about God with them and because that's a huge part of my life. And I realized a long time ago that I didn't feel comfortable praying with the friends that I spent hours with every day. Mm-hmm. And so I had to reconfigure those friendships a mm-hmm. bit and have some awkward real conversation to say like, Hey, can we do this a little bit more? Can we try this? It's going to be real awkward at first. Like, um, and, and, you know, even, even as simple as like talking about the sermon when we leave church, if we are in the same, but realizing that, yeah, the people that I'm going to get ice cream with or dinner with, or go to the movies with or whatever, those people are also my small group. Could, could I just make the pronouncement that one of the biggest problems in our world right now is isolation? Mm-hmm. I mean, do we need do we need like some kind of scientific report to prove that, or is it just kind of like, yeah, isolation is one of the biggest mm-hmm. destructive things in our world, and I mean, we could get into the discussion of what causes it, but it just is. Yeah. And so, for me, a small group uh, can be a way to start building connection. It's going to be in the connections that our life starts having value and joy and energy. Small groups is a fantastic way to kind of jumpstart that. But the goal isn't to get through the curriculum or to accomplish a certain mission. The joy is the joy and the goal needs to be connecting one human being with another. Yeah, yeah. and so many people, you know, they are isolated and so many people won't admit that they are. And they look for these groups. They look like, where can I belong or where can I go to spend time with people so I'm not in my apartment all day? Um and so I think, you know, having these small groups and just when they're casual, like, you know, without like a strict curriculum, you know, yeah. I think that's so great. We had some like little home groups um, and it wasn't anything planned, like super, you know, ahead of time. And we kind of it was a friend and I we were like, you know, we're just going to do it. we're going to invite people over and we're going to read something. We're going to pray. We're going to sing. We'll see what happens. We don't really know. And, you know, the um, Holy Spirit always has a way of like leading that. Yes. You know, even though we're like, oh, my gosh, we have no idea what we're going to do. But we know that we want to do this. We want to get people together because we see a need for people to be in community yeah. together because so many people are alone and they don't want to admit it. You know, mm. they're sometimes they're scared to reach out. Like I'm scared yeah. to reach out sometimes, Yeah, you know, so um, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And I just think I love the casual, you know, how casual it was. So, yeah, I think and I, you know, one one big pro to an artificial you know, an artificial small group or a systemized one that the church says, hey, we have a small groups ministry, join one, sign up to join one is um, it gives people the opportunity to reach out, right? It gives them the opportunity to where they wouldn't normally go and create right. one on their own. Um, it gives them the option to know, hey, there are groups that are going that I can join that are open to having a new person. Um, and it makes it a little bit easier to um, to access. It makes it more accessible. It makes community a little bit more accessible. And I think that's a huge pro because there are a lot of people that if there wasn't a small group ministry at their church, they wouldn't be in one, period. They wouldn't yeah. see their friendships that way. They wouldn't see any. It's just, I mean, their family, I guess, would be their small group. But for a lot of young adults in my shoes, as as uh, millennials are um, getting married later and later 
even the family thing comes later and mm -hmm. later. And you, you mentioned something earlier about doing life together. It's, yeah, talk yeah. about that a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think I think that the small group really is. It's just the whole point of of a small group is doing life together. When I look at the the verses we always reference in this topic are Acts two and Acts four, where the people gathered together, they sold all their belongings to make sure that no one was in need, and they met in each other's homes every day and had supper together, that kind of thing, right? Um, they were just doing life together, and they were supporting each other and taking care of each other. It wasn't just we're going to meet once a week for a for a Bible study for an hour and then never talk again. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is where we, when we think that small groups are the segmented part of the life of our life, then we've got a problem. I think small groups should be something that leaks out into your life, and they're people that you connect with regularly. Um, recently, Taco Bell ran out of tortillas. I know this is a weird shift. Just <laughs> bear with me. Uh, Taco Bell ran out of tortillas. I'm at Taco Bell like every day. I've gotten bean burritos <laughs> since I was a child. Um, it was probably the first thing I could eat when I got teeth. Yeah. And um, I love Taco Bell. It's cheap. It's good food. Not good. Not great for you, but it just tastes great. And I travel a lot, so I don't buy a lot of groceries and cook at home. And um, when when they were out of tortillas for like a week and a half, I was you, huh? it was killing me. And I went back when I heard that they got tortillas. I went back, pulled in the drive-thru, and I'm like, hey, you guys have tortillas, right? The woman's like, yeah. And I said, okay, put in my usual order. And she goes, oh, it's you. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she goes, I was so worried about you when we ran out of tortillas. Taco Bell was worried about me. Oh, um, But, but that's, look, there's a point that's there. That's doing life together. Um, it is in that this was someone who – cared about me beyond the I mean granted tiny and I'm and I'm yeah. not trying to read into that any more than what it was but the idea is that just checking in on someone and being concerned about their well-being in general it's not that I have to be in church to be cared about um, or be in that small group hour to be cared about it's um, this is something that impacts your life beyond the time that you're in it yeah um, so it's a, yeah the best small group I'm in is uh, it's a couple of guys, and we go around, we do projects for people. Like we put in a bathroom for a lady who couldn't afford her a bathroom. We uh, cut down a tree for someone <laughs> else. And the very most spiritual conversations I've been able to have with these guys have been while we're sharpening the chainsaw. Mm -hmm. mm. So don't think small group is with your Bible open in a living room. Small group is when you are sharing, you're doing life, but you're sharing your life with someone else. This yeah. is a small group of sorts right here. I mm -hmm. mean, the listeners, watchers who, who are participating with us down the road, they're getting the benefit of us sharing our lives together. When I was, um, when I was living on my own and didn't have really any friends around me, um, that's when I got into podcasting because as hosting one, it gave me space to create intentional conversation. But um, beyond that, um, listening to them made me feel like I was in the room with other people. Mm -hmm. It made me feel like I um, I was a part of their conversation. There were times I would catch myself like going, no, like I disagree with that in my yeah. car. Yeah. And even now as a podcast host, I have friends that will literally, they'll tell me later like, yeah, I was yelling at my car thinking I was in the conversation with you. Or they'll, they'll, um, or they'll stop the episode right then and call me I no call matter you. what I'm doing or what they're doing. <laughs> they will call me and they'll tell me their thoughts, Yeah, but they won't, give me any context they'll just respond to something i said on the show yeah 
but they won't tell me like that they were listening. The conversation so I'm like, goes on. Yeah, I'm like, what are you? What are you talking? Where is what is this, what is yeah. happening right now? You know, if God had made Eve first, He still would have said it is not good that woman should be alone. Mm. Uh, we're made to connect and interact. Mm -hmm. It brings us joy. Yeah. yeah. Um, with our connection groups, um, you know, I agree with you. I definitely don't want it to be something like let's meet once a week. And like that's it, and let's like let's just yeah. keep meeting. Like you want it to go further than that. So, um, while I encourage the same people to come to our group, you know, like because I want people to get to know each other. And the more that we've been having these groups, and the same people have been coming, the more people are willing to share and to you know talk about certain things. Um, but I also encourage people to like pray with somebody that you haven't prayed with before at the end of the group, um, or somebody that you don't know the well or like maybe the last person you want to pray with um and then i always encourage people like exchange phone numbers and i don't know if anyone has exchanged phone numbers yet i did with a couple mm. people so that was really cool so that's a blessing for me because you know i've gotten to know people through these groups so hopefully other people are um you know connecting outside of just you know yeah. sabbath morning connection groups so and I think it is important to to invite strangers into a small group too. You need perspectives that are different from mm -hmm. your own. And our friends tend to be usually they are people that think like us or act like us yeah. in many ways. And so having someone new come in can liven things up, mm -hmm. can can um, can mix things up. And and so I'm grateful whenever there is a new perspective added to the table. Yeah. And that's why even here we always bring on different guests and try to shift things through is is because we want varied opinions and perspectives on these on on topics. Um, so for someone who's in a small group, but it feels like it's fracturing or coming apart or it's awkward, anything like that, like what would you say to someone in that position? It's hmm. a good question. I know that's a huge gear, sh gear shift <laughs> yeah. or, you know, yeah. turn, but I think that that is an experience that a lot of people are having. Honestly, an open, honest conversation with everybody. Hey guys, uh, we're, we're kind of at a place here and you know, Part of the process, I mean, every relationship is going to go over some rough ground. Mm. And there's different solutions. Sometimes it will be, hey, you know what? We we two kind of subgroups have different interests. Maybe it's time for a parting of the ways. Maybe it's a maybe there's a, a relationship in the room that is kind of fouling the atmosphere. And I'm telling you, it's risky. Someone might get up and storm out. But I'll tell you, honesty is going to be honesty and safety are going to be the two things that make a small group really zing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, honesty, sometimes, how many times we go through life with just longing for some honest words spoken into our lives. Mm. Oh, I agree with that. Um, being And honestly, your, your goal with a small group should be able to be a place where you can be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can have that kind of conversation. Like if, if you can't have it, if you're already in a position where you can't have that conversation, then there's a then there's a that's a symptom of a greater problem yeah um that should be the place where you should be able to say like hey i'm worried about can we do like a health check on this group you know i'm worried about yeah. this so anything to add there no, cool. i think you guys covered it no i i so for me i think the other thing too is understanding that um not every small group is meant to last forever um small well, groups have yeah. a life cycle and yeah. in the same way that you know your friends in high school were no longer the people you hung out with in college or you know, when you get married, that becomes your that becomes a big part of of your community, and so naturally your community shifts. You move to a different city or a different state, and go to a different school. Maybe your community is meant to you know evolve, change, and grow as you do as as a person and as you go through life. And so 
there is sometimes it's okay to say like, yeah, I think, you know, we, if, if you're in, especially one that was, you know, created in a church setting, um, to say like, yeah, we did reach, we did reach uh, the end. We, you know, we've done really well. And that doesn't mean that we, um, it may mean that we just need to meet less. Maybe the fact that we're just meeting weekly is, or, you know, maybe that's too much for all of us right now, or, um, hey, a bunch of us are going to go on a season of vacation and there's going to be like two of us every week. You you, you change things up and adapt mm-hmm. as you go. But certainly there's the infancy where everyone starts to get to know each other. And there's there's that teenage phase. And as, as the small group is learning its own identity. And so very much a small group life cycle is or correlates a lot to the life cycle of a human being. Um, and so it's OK if sometimes it, it, it needs to come to a close, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some things just need to be put to death. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I don't that, mean that yeah, badly. no, I know, but, but it's a uh, blunt, yeah. If you spent your whole life in high school, I mean, high school is supposed <laughs> to come to an end. Yes. Um, for some people, I worry. Um, well, hey, thank you guys for having this conversation. Any words of encouragement? Any final thoughts you would you would leave for anyone who's looking to join a small group or in one right now? Um, you know, I would say definitely join because so many people are afraid to give their opinion and we want your opinion we want you to talk um we want to get to know you like um so many people um won't admit it but they want friendship and they want that community and they want that closeness like you know you're not the only one who wants it like people want community so i encourage you if you're lonely or if you're even wanting to like be in leadership start joining a connection group be a part of it you know work your way up say i'm interested i want to help people you know the way this connection group has helped me Mm. or this small group Awesome. I totally agree. Um, Being part of a small group, being part of any relationship is going to be risky. Yeah. Uh, It's going to require an investment. And the only thing I would say is that the risk and the investment are worthy. Uh, If you've ever been in a small group, and not every small group is going to make it, but if you've ever been in one that did, that got to a place of honesty and compassion and acceptance and caring for each other. Uh, and if you've ever experienced that, you'll you'll absolutely agree that the investment, the risk is totally worth it. Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both. Um, and to our listener, we hope this was something that you can resonate with. Maybe there's something in your journey that you needed to hear today. And so um, if so, awesome. And um, if you are in a challenging spot with small groups and community, we do hope you find some people that you can do life together with. Thank you so much for journeying with us. If you want to check out any more of the Echo content at other episodes that we've done or any of the other young adult content that the Carolina Conference is producing, then head on over to theprojectrefresh.org. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University.